This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. All right, everyone. Welcome to the very first edition of the TCB World Tour bonus podcasts. Feels like I've been planning on doing these... Well, I've been wanting to do them, rather, for a very long time. I I swear, if you go back to, like, episodes of this podcast in, like, season two, season three, I talk about, oh, I'd love to go, like, travelling and just do my podcast from different countries around the world and call it the TCB World Tour. I swear it's there. Long-term listeners will know. And here we are. This is... It's been about a week since I've um, come over to Europe and... It's been awesome so far. It's been really relaxing and really just eye-opening and everything like that. So these are coming out every Friday. Of course, uh, Thursdays, you will still hear a normal episode of 20th Century Boy uh, because we pre-recorded a bunch of them. And of course, Harry Potter and the Boys still comes out each week. Like I said, you actually are getting more content than, uh, than if I was in Melbourne. So that's awesome. And... Currently, I'm in Barcelona. Now, I'm using a mic. The quality will probably sound a bit different on these. These, But these are just supposed to be light, like, blog style, where I just talk about stuff I've done for your interest. Um, but, yeah, I'm using this Yeti USB mic, not my normal mics, because I couldn't possibly have brought them um, all the way over. But this is just, you know, this will have to do. Um, so, I thought I'd start talking about just the trip so far because really that there, there isn't really any other way to start and I hope you guys enjoyed the first of the bulk recorded episodes which would have come out yesterday um of course Pat has a really big role in them and Pat is doing uh did such a great job over that series there's four of those episodes that will be coming out over the next four weeks well one's already out of course but yeah really looking forward to you guys hearing those we so we left last Wednesday night and we I, I guess this this episode I'm going to be talking about um, the flight over our time in Portugal particularly Lisbon and our time now in Spain currently I'm in Barcelona today we are getting the train to Valencia which is sort of down the coast of Spain um, so the next episode will pick up from Valencia which will be next Friday. The flight over, of course, I've never done like a long haul flight before, as I've said, and I talk about on the bulk episodes, the longest flight I've done was a flight to Japan, which is about 10 hours from Melbourne direct. Um, And of course, it's about to get to Australia, to get to Europe from Australia um, is about 24 hours in the sky overall. And we originally, we flew with Emirates, which was a really good airline. And we originally thought that it was just going to stop over at Dubai, which is about 16 hours from Melbourne, and then another eight hours to Lisbon, which is in Portugal. Um, but the first kind of... like so, And so basically, you load up... Well, I loaded up like all this stuff on my iPad, like all these movies downloaded, all these like comics and eBooks, and I'm like... Ah, oh, good. I'm going to have more than enough stuff. I'm just going to get so much, watch so much content, consume so much stuff. It just doesn't work like that in practice. Like if you've, if you've done it, if you've traveled over to Europe from, from Australia, like 
you just end up being so tired and groggy from being in the air that you just want to try and sleep or you just want to do nothing and you're just sitting there and I did watch a bit I watched the first episode of the One Piece live action and I read a bunch of the One Piece manga um what else did I watch I watched The Flash which I actually thought was pretty good. I should talk about that on the podcast at some point. Um, and I f- and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I also thought was pretty good. And then, like, I put on one of the Harry Potter movies, but I, like, watched a bit of it. And then you can do... Me and Claire, you can do this thing called, air, uh, like, uh, audio sharing on i... iPad? I... No, on... on, app, on sorry, on iPhone. Um, so... When we got on the plane, it was like 2am, so we put on um, the Harry Potter audiobook, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which we're up to at the moment, and sort of fell asleep. We're up to chapter 12. The only reason I know that is chapter 12 is called Professor Umbridge, and because we always fall asleep, because we listen to it every night, but we always fall asleep... Um, we are literally like, we always fall asleep and we can't remember what we got up to. So we just start at the start of Professor Umbridge, the chapter. And basically we're like a week into the trip and we're still on that chapter because we keep falling asleep and then forgetting what happened. So we just don't end up like, we just start back from the start. So that's been pretty funny. I have to plug my laptop in now. So just give me one sec. Okay. I'm back. And those are the kinds of casual, that that's how casual these podcasts are going to be. Um, just a straight cut, no attempt to hide that cut, it's just gonna cut, um, because I don't have time to do any editing, I'm literally just uploading this, there's no production, this is just vlog style, me talking into a mic, no vision, no video, um, and a few funny things also happened on the plane, so there ended up, me and Claire checked the day before we left, and the ticket had actually changed, so now on the ticket, it said we were stopping in Singapore and Dubai. So two stops instead of direct to Dubai. And um, Claire thinks it's because the we were originally supposed to be on an Airbus, but we ended up like the plane must have changed to, um, is it 747 or 7, 737? So the plane was smaller. So we had to stop in Singapore. And like, we knew that cause we read the tickets, but I think like a few people, including like the girl we were sitting next to, who was like this Italian girl, um, she didn't know. And she was like, she like, basically they announced on the flight after like eight hours, oh, we're going to be landing in Singapore soon. And she was like, Singapore, what? I'm supposed to be going to Dubai. And I think she thought she was on the wrong plane and she was getting really frustrated. And me and Claire were trying to explain it to her, but she didn't speak English that well. Um, and then actually, no, she spoke pretty good English. And then, um, there was this woman and like, she was on the first two legs of her flight and she was like this really goofy, like old woman. And she like, when you like show your passport in security at Melbourne, there's like this gate that like, this little gate that opens for you when you walk through it. So she scanned her passport and me and Claire were like next to her and the gate opened and I guess she just didn't walk through it in time so it closed and then me and Claire just heard her go oh no (laughs) she's like oh no and then I was like oh imagine if like that's just how it worked at the airport like you didn't walk uh Sorry, you didn't walk through the gate in time. Your time at the airport has come to an end. You won't be boarding your flight today. 
<laughs> we kept joking about it. Anyway, so she was on the she was on that flight, and we landed in um oh and she yeah she we landed in Singapore, and so the unexpected stop, and then we saw her at Singapore like waiting for like she looked really confused and she was looking for her passport, and we just heard her go, my passport. <laughs> And we could, I felt bad for her. We couldn't stop laughing at her because it was fucking hilarious. But like she was, it was pretty tragic. Um, anyway, then we're all just sitting there waiting to get on the plane from Singapore to Dubai and she fucking loses her shit at the whole, um, airline, the whole M, all the Emirates stuff. She's like, and I don't think she was Australian. She sounded like she had like a Russian accent or something. Don't, do you reckon she had like a Russian accent? Yeah, she, like she had some kind of weird accent. She was like, there was nothing in this. There was no, this was not mentioned in the booking. There was nothing. In, and she was like yelling. She like slammed her hand on the table and there were all these kids watching scared. And I was like, oh my God. Anyway, we get on the plane. We don't see her again, but I will always remember. Oh no. <laughs> and I just, I literally could just imagine Osher Ginsburg coming out and be like, Sasha. You didn't make it through the gate. It's time for you to say goodbye. <laughs> and you just don't get to go on your trip. So anyway, flights were good. Um, played, a, you know, and I bought a bunch of games on Switch being like, oh, I'm going to like beat a whole game on Switch while I'm on the plane. Like I played it for like five minutes because I couldn't, like I just could not be bothered while I was, while I was on the plane doing anything. Finally landed in Lisbon, got a cab from the airport to our hotel which was just like an Ibis hotel, which was quite nice, just bedroom and bathroom. And that night, like, we were really tired from the plane and, like, we had a shower because, like, you're just covered in, like, this plane gunk and sweat and it's gross and you're smelly. Had a shower and then we were a bit awake, so we just went um, for a walk and got some food. And, like, yeah, like, that was our first impression of, of Lisbon, which was good. Next day, we did a walking tour of, like, the Lisbon city area, and um, it was really interesting. There's some really interesting history um, in Lisbon, and these free walking tours are really fun. You get, like, local tour guides, and you just tip them at the end, Um, but... uh, Yeah, just walking around, like, there's this big main square. Um, Lisbon was really interesting, though, because... I don't know if anyone's been there, but it's like, one, it's such an old city, but two, it is all hills. It actually, it's like an old version of Sydney. Reminds me of Sydney because everywhere you go, you're just walking uphill and it's all like cobblestone, like, what is it? What is that called, Claire? The cobblestone floor? Cobblestone. It's just all cobblestone. So it's like uneven to walk on and it's all hills, and it was really hot, <clears throat> and it was really beautiful, like, I, they ha- I got on one of those scooters, and I just scooted around, um, and I can't even remember what we did in Lisbon, we did that walking tour, and, oh, and so one point, there was, like, this hill, this mass, this, this hill, like, it didn't look that big, and we sort of looked at, um, we were, we saw all these people at the bottom of the hill, like waiting for like what appeared to be a tram. And we were like, oh, like as if you'd wait, let's just walk up the hill. Anyway, 
the hill goes up a corner and then you realise it's like a kilometre and a half of like steep uphill in the heat with no shade. Um, if you're in the podcast Discord, I, I posted a photo of it and you can see there's like a subway in the middle of this hill, as in like a subway sandwich fast food restaurant, which I thought was funny. So me and Claire was just walking up this hill, watching all these, being like, ah, oh, that's why everyone was raiding for the tram. Like it's so bad they literally just have a tram that goes up this strip, this hill, so you can get to the top without walking, which makes a lot of sense. But it's so different to Melbourne and anything I've ever seen. Like, it's so, yeah, just so hilly. And it's such a touristy city. Like, Lisbon is, you know, so much of the economy must be based on tourism. And, like, you know, similar kinds of issues, though, because they talk a lot about how, you know it's all Airbnb now and the government's banned new Airbnbs because it means that people can't live in Lisbon and get long-term rentals and people can't work there and stuff, um, which is destroying the city, which is similar to stuff they're talking, not in the same way, but like people in Melbourne, the, a lot of questions are being raised about, you know, should Airbnb still be allowed because most people who own pro- properties are putting them on Airbnb because it's, you make way more money Um but that means that people find it way harder to find long-term rentals. So it's good for tourism, good for landlords, but it's bad for people and families who want to actually live in Melbourne. Um, Similar kind of thing. It feels like that's happening everywhere. Anyway, the next day, Claire had to go to her bachelorette party because we're actually going to a wedding in Valencia, um, which is on Friday, which is on today, the day this is out, because I'm actually recording this on Wednesday. And... Um, so I was by myself and I basically just, yeah, walked around all day, got on a scooter by like the promenade where all the water is and just scooted around, which was really fun. Then I went on another walking tour, um, in this place in Lisbon called Alfama, which is like really high up in the hills. And it's like this really ancient town where, you know, it's very like community driven and like lots of like old ladies looking out balconies and stuff and locals and everything like that, which was a really fun trip. Little two and a half hour walking tour on the tour. Um, so basically what, this is how it happened. Claire, you haven't actually heard this part, so you should listen to this. So basically in Lisbon, there is a bridge that is basically like the, um, golden gate bridge in San Francisco. So it looks like pretty much exactly the same. Now, the reason for that, as the tour guide explained, is because both San Francisco and Lisbon are very earthquake-prone areas. And the architect or the company that designed the Golden Gate Bridge um, was were like experts in building bridges and structures in earthquake-prone areas. So... That's why they also designed this, like, basically the same bridge in Lisbon, which is interesting. So, anyway, the tour guide was talking about that and how there was a big earthquake in San Francisco. And there was some, like, sort of old American dude in, um, on the tour. And I found in all the tours, like, Americans tend to be the ones that, um, speak a lot, just speak a lot. And, um, this American guy, like, basically, like, the tour guide was like, 
Yeah, so in 19, you know, in the in the 80s, there was a big earthquake in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. Then one of the American guys was like, yeah, I was there. I was there that day. Yeah. And he started talking about it. And he started talking to me about it. And I was like, oh, what, what year was that? And he was like, oh, I can't remember. I think it was like 1980. Then there was like this British guy sort of also in the conversation. And the British guy was a bit older than me. And he looked at me and was like, before you were born and I was like ha 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 and then anyway because I was by myself like sort of you know cracked into a conversation with this British guy and he was also by himself so I started just chatting to this British dude who was about 34 lovely 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 guy and just got chatting to him and then he and then we went on a date essentially <laughs> so he after the tour ended he asked me to get a beer with him and I was like yeah sure so I got a beer um, had a few drinks and had this like cherry liqueur in uh, that is really famous in Portugal. And then I went home, went back to the hotel and got up the next morning and met Claire. And we then, what did we do that day? Oh, then we went to Sintra that day, which is Sintra is like an hour away or yeah about an hour away via train from and you can see photos on my insta and i put some in the discord there's a channel in the discord where i'm posting a lot of photos but um sintra is about an hour away from lisbon and it's like again a lot of hills and there's all these castles it's like this ancient sort of all these ancient 8th century castles there and essentially we yeah we went there and we actually met a couple of um, friends who are also going to this wedding. So we hung out with them. And again, Portugal's history is really scattered in that. I think it's like for a while it was like, um, like occupied by like Muslims. Um, for a while it was occupied by Romans, I think. Um, and that's why a lot of these castles have really different, um, architectures and stuff. So we went to the Moorish castle and the Moors were like, the Muslim um, people who occupied Portugal um, in the 8th century. And the Moorish castle is almost like... I mean, I haven't seen much Game of Thrones, but this, it like, is basically what you would think Game of Thrones castles look like. And you're like... It's like this fortress, fortified, you know, stone castle. And we walked all the way to the top and it took ages and it was also raining that day. So we were drenched. I was drenched both in rain and in sweat. And, but it was really worth it. It it was, it's one of those things where like, you're just walking uphill for ages and ages and you're really, really tired. But like, one, the views are worth it. But two, you're also like, oh, this, when I get back to the hotel and I'm in bed, it will make all this worth it. Like, when I'm lying down, when I have a shower, it'll make this so worth it. And then there was this other palace, um, which was the Pina Palace, which is, like, this yellow, like, fairy tale-style castle. And there was this massive line, and we couldn't figure out, like, if we had to line up, because we bought tickets for a certain time, for 3.30, but... Uh, the 3.30 tickets, like, I don't know, we just didn't know if we had to line up or not. So then I just cut to the front and, like, told the others to come and meet me and then we just sort of cut in halfway in the line without anyone saying anything. And then we just got in 
And like that, I didn't think that was as good because it was more like museum style. Like you're walking through the castle where like the king and stuff lived, which, which was actually pretty interesting. Like walking through their bedroom and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that was good. And then we went oh, on the way up. We, t- we like, cause once we got to the Sintra train station, we had to like get up the hill, up the mountain, essentially where the castles were. And like this woman approached us at the station and was like, come here, come, come do this train, this road train thing. And there were all these tourists on it. And we were like, oh no, we're just going to take the bus. She's like, no, it's cheaper than the bus. And we were like, oh, okay, whatever. Cause we just wanted to get there. And like, it was because like all, again, all the roads are cobblestone. It was the most uncomfortable thing ever. The people next to us didn't move at all when we got in. So it was just like, it was just so uncomfortable and we were so cramped and I personally, I hated it. Um, but it was much better on the way down when there wasn't as many people on it. Um, and then we took the train back to Lisbon. We got dinner at this really nice, uh, sort of like traditional Portuguese restaurant. I got, uh, what did we get? We got, um, what, what did we have? I got the grilled sardines which is like, because Portugal is like a coastal city, uh, country, so there's lots of seafood there. Um, and then we had um, potatoes, sausage, sausage and pork, and we got like heap, like way too much food. And um, I'm sure we got other stuff, but yeah, that was really nice. Ubered back to the hotel. We were pretty exhausted. And that was our last night in Portugal. And then we got up the next day, headed to the airport because we were flying to Barcelona, which is like a two hour flight. And the flight was delayed by like a few hours. So we were just sitting at the airport because we were on like Vueling Airlines, which is one of the really cheap Spanish airlines. I think it's like the Jetstar of Spain. And when we, we got on the plane, it was fine. We didn't do very much on the plane. I just read and then got to Barca. And we got a, oh yeah, we got a cab back to the hotel and it was, it was Monday. And when we got in the cab, the cab driver was like trying to explain to us something in Spanish. He's like, oh, like, and we thought he was saying he couldn't take us to the hotel. Um, and we couldn't figure out what he was saying. So I got him to type it into my phone on Google Translate and he typed in, manifestation manifestation and we were like and so when so you know he types it into the spanish section and what you expect to happen is that um it it spits out the english translation so he types in he's saying manifestation manifestation and he i uh, type it in here he types in manifestation it spits out in english manifestation (laughs) And then he goes, yeah, see, manifestation. And we were like, we don't have that. We don't, we don't know what that means. And then he started like doing like a hand symbol as though he was holding like a, um, a placard or like a, like an on strike kind of thing. Um, and then we were like, ah, protest rally. He's like, ah, protest, protest. So there was like a protest because it was a public holiday or something in Spain. And there's like, I don't know, whatever it was. And anyway, it didn't, it didn't end up affecting us at all. Like there was no protest that we could see and he just dropped us off at the hotel. So we were very confused about that. 
got to the hotel. It's a really nice hotel with a massive bed and like a whole like living area, which I don't like, it's a two star hotel, but like, it's really nice. And there was a, um, there's a balcony on the side, which is really nice. And, uh, we're only, we were only in Barca for two days because we're stopping over, um, in Barca before we go to Valencia today. So yesterday, um, we just went for a walk after we got to the hotel and settled in and everything, we just went for a walk to, um, down the La Rambla, which is like, I don't know, this big sort of walk down to the promenade. Um, kind of reminded me if you're from Melbourne of like St Kilda, that whole area, just cause it's like beachy and yeah, lots of markets. And also as like a bunch of people told us, including Patreon Kyle, Patreon supporter who was like, oh, Barcelona is my favorite city lots of scammers and pickpocketers and stuff in that area and this guy like came this big guy came up to us and he like put his hand up and it's like hey have a really nice day and I just like went to like I guess like put my hand up to shake his hand as well and Claire was like no don't and I like hesitated and stopped and that like if she didn't do that I probably would have like just gone and like done whatever like hugged him or whatever he wanted because that's how they get you in like the way apparently they try to scare like pickpocket you and stuff is by making some kind of physical contact with you and then they've sort of got you and then they like while you're like distracted they just grab your pockets and stuff so anyway then I started put putting all my stuff in my bag um which has an anti-theft pocket won't tell you where it is but yeah um Walked down to the promenade, really beautiful, really hot though, so we were sweaty AF. And then from there, went to the market. I can't remember what the market is called, but we went... I couldn't hear what Claire just said. I don't know if you guys heard it. Um, anyway, went to the market and we went to this um, this sort of market restaurant that, that Dave my cousin Dave recommended because he's been to Barca from the Dave and Mike show. And it was nice, but it was like so expensive. Like for what we got, it was like $120 and it was not like, it wasn't like worth that. We got like three dishes. It was like $120. Um, and a Fanta lemon. Fanta lemon is really nice and was really refreshing because it was very hot. Um, but we got like, you know, grilled prawns, um, potato again, which is really big, pep, green peppers, and we got one more thing. What was the one more thing did we get? That meat, the ham. Uh, yeah, like this prosciutto, like prosciutto style cured meat that honestly to me looked like it was just from the supermarket and it cost 22 euro which is about $50 Australian and it was not worth that. Um, but, oh, and I, and then that, no, sorry, I've skipped a whole day. I, did I skip a full day? Ah, oh, what did we do the day we got here? We, okay, so sorry, that was yesterday. The day, the Monday we went for a walk to the Sagrada Familia, which is the big cathedral that is still under construction since the 1800s. It's unfinished. We went to the Sagrada Familia, which was, it's an incredible building, so beautiful. And it's um almost like, uh, 
it looks like an evil villain lair. Like it looks like it's just in the center of the city. It's like this spiky building, but obviously it's like the Catholic cathedral. Um, really incredible tourist trap though. And I did find it funny because they're like, sorry, not tourist trap, but just a really touristy area. Did find it funny because, you know, you walk into the cathedral and they're like, we, we were doing an audio tour. So you download the audio tour and you listen. And it's like, go here now, go here. And then at one point it's like, now enter the cathedral. And remember, this is a place of worship, a holy place. So please make sure you are respectful. I'm like, well, the, you well, okay, but there's thousands of tourists in there just holding their phones, taking photos. Like, if you want it to be a place of worship and respectful, maybe don't open it to tourists. Like, but it's just a tour. Anyway, I don't know what I'm saying. I just thought that was ironic. Really incredible. We thought that was really good. Um, and, you know, reminded me of, of like, St. Patrick's Cathedral in Melbourne. I used to always be like, because when I sung in the choir at St. Patrick's Cathedral, I, I, there always were tourists there and I'm like, why would you come and look at a church? But I guess it is really impressive. And the Sagrada Familia is like twice as big as St. Pat's Cathedral in Melbourne. So, and, and very, and much better, just much, much, much better. Um, so really, really enjoyed that. And then around the, then we were hungry and this is probably the low light of the trip so far. So we went to this restaurant, restaurant slash bar in this touristy area and we were like oh you know let's just get some something to eat before we head back to the hotel no one else at this place was eating food they were all just like casually having beers and stuff but we ordered a bunch of food and we ordered like calamari um ham croquettes tomatoes and bread which i didn't think was possible to be bad like as an italian we have like um bruschetta all the time where we used to at nonna's right and did not think it could possibly be bad but spoiler alert it was and um we i don't know we got a bunch of other stuff oh we also no we ordered cheese it never came the calamari looked like i can't even describe it the calamari like the fried calamari it just looked disgusting. Um, it tasted like nothing. The croquettes tasted like nothing. It was like the worst microwave food ever. And the tomato on bread was like the most foul. It wasn't like... There was no tomato. It. Wh- how did you describe it, Claire? It was like... The, the juice from a tin of tomato just drenched over bread, all soggy... No, like, onion, no, like, spice, no salt or pepper, no, um, no onion, did I already say that? No vinegar. It was just, like, soggy bread, essentially. Tomato water water on bread. It was so disgusting. And we spent probably, like, $60 on it, and we're like, fuck, that was so bad. Um, so then we headed disappointedly back to the hotel. But, sorry, that's... Sorry, I'm kind of going in reverse. When we actually first got to Barcelona, I've got the days mixed up. We went to this restaurant around the corner from the hotel, which was amazing. That was probably the best food we've had so far. I mean, it's only been a week. But that, we got like... Yeah, what's that thing called? The potatoes with the red sauce? Patatas bravas, which is like this... I've never had anything like that in Australia. Um, And... 
Uh, we had mussels, which I thought were amazing. We had chicken wings. We had, um, did we have anything else? A salad, like a goat cheese salad. And the goat cheese was so nice. Um, so that was really good. Then the dinner was disappointing. Last night, yesterday, that was where we went to the market that Dave recommended and spent $120 and it was way too expensive. And then Claire didn't want to spend any more money. So we had to work. <laughs> So we had to walk. We walked back to the hotel. Then we went to Park Guel. Is it Guel? Yeah. Guel. Park Guel, which is like a park. Like, again, it's like, I don't know, like a pro- like a park that you pay for a ticket to. And it's like just sightseeing and like beautiful hikes and nature and structures and stuff. Really touristy area, but it was really nice. And that was an hour walk all uphill. And I was exhausted and the water here is not as nice as in Melbourne. I actually think Melbourne has really nice drinking water, like tap water. Here it's not as nice. So I didn't feel like I was getting as hydrated as, a, as I should have been because I wasn't drinking enough of it. Um, so I had to sit down for a bit while Claire like went walking and then I met her. Walked for a bit. It was really cool. That was, that was a really fun thing. But we were just so exhausted. We had walked like 20 kilometers. And I'll say like, then we walked back to the hotel. And I was saying to Claire, like, oh, like, because we were wrecked. Our feet were sore. We were, like, exhausted from the heat. Um, And, you know, we had walked 20 kilometers that day, 30,000 steps, which I said to Claire, like, some people, like, run marathons, which is, like, 42 kilometers. We walked over the course of a day with, like, breaks, 20 kilometers, and we are so exhausted. And we literally... We got back to the hotel maybe like seven and then we went to like the supermarket, bought a bunch of like dips, bagels, um, salad and like ham, salami and just had that at the hotel, which was actually really, really nice. Um, Like really, really nice and just watched a movie. Then the Wi-Fi cut out here at this hotel, which has shit Wi-Fi. So the movie just stopped. We should finish that movie at some point. but. But we probably... It, well, it was called Have You Heard About The Morgans, I think. And I and it was on the front page of Netflix. I'm like... And it had um, Sarah Jessica Parker and Hugh Grant. And I was like, ah, oh, must be like a new movie for Netflix. Started watching it and then I looked it up. It's from 2009 and it was a commercial and critical flop, which is probably why we hadn't ever heard of it. Um, but it was all right. Like, it was a good casual movie. Um went to sleep at about eight o'clock when it was like, we had all the curtains closed and then Claire went to have a shower. So I went to stand on the balcony and I opened the curtains and it was still like completely light outside because we thought it was dark because we had the curtains closed, but it was like completely still like daylight. And I was like, oh, it's still like not that light. Then we just sat on the balcony for like 10 minutes listening to music and then we just went to bed Listen to chapter 12 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Professor Umbridge. Did you fall asleep again? You fell asleep straight away. I actually heard a bit. They were in the class with Professor Umbridge and they were talking about, oh, we have to defend ourselves from Voldemort. She's like, there's no Voldemort, whatever. Um, so that was nice. We had a really good sleep. We probably would have slept for like 12 hours because we got up at 8am and we went to sleep at 8pm. And then woke up this morning, got hotel breakfast. That's what I forgot about Portugal. The hotel breakfast at Portugal was amazing. Don't you reckon? Like, 
pancakes with Nutella, Portuguese tarts, you know, coffee, really nice bread with like cured meats and cheese and butter, like just, just amazing food. We had breakfast at the hotel like every day. I love breakfast. Um, oh, and they had like Milo cereal, but like not Milo, but it just was Milo. So I had a bit of that as well. Anyway, so today the plan is like, we're going to get on the train in like probably an hour or so. Um, but we're just going to like go for a walk maybe now and just sort of chill. It's really warm. It's really nice having a really good time and like still have like a month of this trip left. So basically the next steps are Valencia over to Mallorca. So I think next time we speak, we will be in Mallorca and I will be, cause I'm going to be recording these on the Wednesdays to go out Fridays. Um, so yeah, I think Mallorca I'm really looking forward to next week because it's just, you know, we splurged. We're staying in a five-star resort. We're going um, to have like pool cocktails. Um, one of Claire's friends is there that we'll hang out with. And then after that, it's Paris and Disneyland and London. Yeah, really looking forward to it. And it's been really refreshing. Again, guys, like I was really burnt out and just being here is so fresh and really eye-opening as well. Like I always forget... I know I've only really been to Japan, but, like, I always forget how eye-opening travel can be, like, just to see how big the world is. Like, for me, like, yeah, I'm not used to that. Like, I'm very sheltered in my apartment in Richmond, but, yeah, it changes a lot when you're, um, when you're over here. But I'm really glad I'm doing this version of the pod, and, yeah, hope you enjoyed the bulk episode yesterday. This one, um, clips are still coming out every day on YouTube and clips going up on TikTok and Insta and everything like that. If you can support the Patreon, like if you enjoy this, maybe consider chucking me a dollar, um, a dollar a month or a dollar a week over on the Patreon just to keep it going. Um, obviously the Pat and Mike show is on hold, but Pat is really doing a great job on these bulk episodes and next week's bulk episode uh, well I won't spoil it they're a lot of fun this series is was a lot of fun and it also just really shows that we can do it like if I ever travel again I can just record stuff in advance that's okay and we can still get content out um so yeah hope you guys are well shoot me a message anywhere shoot me a message on insta shoot me a message on the discord ask any questions if you want any tips? I'm thinking when I get back, Claire suggested I should do like a video or something about like travel, first time traveling to Europe tips, because like I've already learned heaps and about like the best ways to travel and everything. And yeah, this feels like a good length. This is about 40 minutes. So going to leave it there. Going to sign off for the first ever episode of the TCB World Tour bonus edition of 20th Century Boy um, my name's been Radio Mike, and this podcast... Oh, you know what? I should do it in Spanish. Bear with me. Translate English. My name is Radio Mike, and this is the inside of my mind. See ya. Here we go. Mi nombre es Radio Mike, y este es el interior de mi mente. De mi mente. Sorry, it was just... Anyway, I fucked it. Bye! 
This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com. Radio Mike.